Justin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. Hey, Maurice, how was your weekend? It was good. So on Saturday, one of my fraternity brothers um, came into town. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to dinner. So we've known each other for, God, a number of years. We met like at a convention. Um, it was in Myrtle Beach that year. We went to Bud in Maryland. Of course, on... that's your favorite. I like it. Like, I love <laughs> the cheese curds because they're just so amazing. And then, you know, I go for the nostalgia, too, because, you know, it used to be Bump. Right. Back right. in the day. Oh, my gosh. The yeah. good old days of Bump. Yeah. Those $3 martinis. <laughs> used to go in there with a $10 bill. Mm-hmm. They had the Bomb Happy Hour. So good. Yeah. So we went there. Um, it was good to catch up. You know, I hadn't seen him in probably like a year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was good to catch up and like just have a good long kiki and, and you know, reconnect and everything. And then on Sunday, the weather was so bad. Yeah, it was gross. like rainy and cold. Uh, so it was like perfect um, soup weather. Yeah. <laughs> so we went, uh, my boyfriend and I, we went to Whole Foods and we got some soup and then we came home and Aww. just like laid on the sofa lovely yeah yeah it was good see but you still had to go outside in that weather though yeah we did <laughs> we did like he had to go get a haircut and oh. then i was like well since we're out we'll just you know do some some errands oh lovely yeah yeah Fun. so we did that and then um i caught up on a show that um i had been meaning to watch for a while so it's called krypton what krypton is this like a um like superman okay yeah it's like an origin story of superman it comes on the sci-fi on Nerd channel alert. yeah so i like binge watched uh season one because it's not about superman it's about his grandfather okay like you know before superman was even a thought yeah, yeah it was good it was yeah. good so we did that yeah how was your weekend my weekend was cool um on friday we celebrated my nephew's third birthday mm-hmm. and it was super cute because it was the like, theme well it was just it's for my nephew reese and you know, it was just a bowling party. Oh, really? So yeah, and it was small because you know it's three. He really doesn't have too many friends, so it's just like <laughs> he his can't siblings. Lift that ball either. No, he could. He had the six pound ball. Oh wow! Yeah, he was trying oh. to lift the uh, the ten pound ball. Oh wow! But it's cute because they have like the bumpers and they have like the little. I don't know. It's like a contraption of metal that like they just put rested on uh-huh. top and it's like a little slope like and they push it, it down. <laughs> yeah. So he was having fun bowling okay. and in the arcade getting candy and okay. little toys and stuff. But it was just. Fun to really see him because even at his second birthday party, he didn't quite understand. Yeah, but like he's three now. Like he woke up that morning, like singing, like you know, happy birthday. Mess, <laughs> 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 not the Kylie Rising Shine. <laughs> the memes have been ridiculous. They were amazing. But no, it was just like he was so excited for his birthday. Uh-huh. Like he knew it was his birthday. He knew his gifts yeah. and cakes. So yeah. like he was so into it. So it was just mm-hmm. fun to watch him be into it. Okay. He rode his little motorcycle that my mom got for him. Oh, he was wow. just so excited. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to see him. Like I can't wait for Christmas time. Yeah. Because it's just going to be so nice. Because now he knows excitement. it's going to be Christmas too, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Then on Saturday, I just kind of, you know, hung out relaxed got some stuff done around the house went Mm -hmm. to the gym sunday i kind of binged in the weather uh season five of schitt's creek (laughs) (laughs) i love that show oh it was so good has the current season started yet yeah the the current season season. yeah the new season just came out okay no i finished the new season Oh, okay. The new season was the fifth season. Oh, okay. So gotcha, I finished gotcha. the, the new season. Okay. You know, that's the one thing I, I love and both hate about Netflix. It's yeah. just like, damn, I have to wait a whole year. Yeah. 
I heard that they were going to try and change that. Like, they weren't going to release the whole season. It might be like, well, they're doing that now really? on, some, on, on some things. Because I watched, I also watched um, Rhythm and Flow with Cardi B and T.I. Oh, man. It's, it's cute. <laughs> Cardi's a mess. She is so stupid. Oh, wow. But she's hilarious and funny as hell. But, um,. Yeah, I just kind of watched a lot of Netflix. Okay. Uh, but then on Sunday, I was like itching. At some point, I was like, Ew. I need... No, 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 stop. <laughs> Not like that. Ew. <laughs> no, I was itching for like adult human interaction. Because okay, yeah. like, you know, we've been kids all weekend. Mm-hmm. And it was a slumber party after the birthday oh, no, party. Man. So it was just a lot of kids, kids stuff. And yeah. I was like, I need adult time. Oh. And interaction. But no, me and my girlfriend, Sadia, uh-huh. when I, we met my friend um, Esteban... At this um, birthday party uh-huh. <laughs> of like someone I met at Esteban's birthday party, it was real random. Okay, and we go to this house actually not too far from here, and um, it was like all these radical fairies. Do you know radical fairies? I don't know though. Like, They're wearing like spirited and boots. No, oh, and it's all about you know just accepting people and building community and doing no harm unto others and just you know free love and lots of marijuana oh so let's get into what you're drinking tonight yes tonight we have a thyme infused plum prosecco justin you made this you want to explain it sure so what i did was i basically made a simple syrup and i uh took a couple sprigs of thyme and i put them in the pot so it kind of infused into the simple syrup i muddled up some black plums with fresh lemon juice and then I added the simple syrup to it. Then I just poured it through like a sieve or like, you know, a, really, a strainer. <laughs> sorry. You know, and it's good with the Prosecco because it adds some bubble, but the sweetness of the sugar in the simple syrup gives it, um, ooh, mm. excuse me, gives it a, an intensity. Mm-hmm. I feel kind of drunk because sugar just makes it the alcohol get in your bloodstream. It's a little bit better than we've been doing. It has a weird taste though. Mm-hmm. It tastes like pizza. A little bit. A little bit. I don't think it tastes like pizza. I think it smells like pizza, but it tastes like something else. It's the time. It tastes like pasta sauce. <laughs> All right, let's get into our categories for the week. So speaking of the Radical Fairies, this leads into our <laughs> first category. So category is masculinity. Okay. GQ Magazine launched their first masculinity themed issue last week and so on the cover is pharrell williams who is wearing some <laughs> like tent sleeping bag it looks like a puffy coat like yeah but it's like a cape it's like a cape moment <laughs> the floor it, it looks very to me it looks very much like the vestments that a priest would wear Okay. In the mm-hmm. winter. Yeah. On yeah. the on the you know lower east side. So the November issue of GQ was um called the masculinity issue and it's to challenge the norms of what masculinity is and to address toxic masculinity and in all of its forms. And so one of the highlights of the um the article was a section that talked about men and makeup. Okay. Yeah. So they had Luca Sabat, who used to date Chloe, not Chloe, Courtney Kardashian. Oh, okay, the Middle Eastern one. No, he's the one. He's the black one with like the locks, the messy locks. He dated Chloe. He, he was dated on Courtney. the show. He was on the show, um, the spinoff of Blackish, mm-hmm. Grownish. Grownish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was on there. He dated Courtney. Yeah, for a little bit. Wait, the oldest one? Mm-hmm. Isn't he like twelve? <laughs> <laughs> 
He's like he's like nineteen he's or something. Barely legal. He's like Kylie's age. Yeah, he's like twenty one, twenty two, maybe. How are you out here, forty years old, dating a full twenty year old? I mean, it's cougars out there. I guess. So then they also had Billy Idol, who was like a rock legend, of course. EJ Johnson, who was Magic Johnson's son, and he is Team This. Remember are those his pronouns? Uh, who? EJ. Um. I do not know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I didn't know. What he goes by today. Okay. I mean, I think he's kind of fluid. I think he goes he's by kind of fluid. all of them. But I mean, in today's world, you have to kind of like question, especially based upon his presentation. Well, I mean, that's another conversation for Is that me day. being too PC? Yeah, a little bit. And so, like, I appreciate the issue and I do think that GQ, which is, you know, one of the leading men's magazines in the world, mm-hmm. you know, it took a bold step to to tackle this issue, speaking on what masculinity is and what is transitioning into in today's um, society. And it's, you know, wanted to challenge the norms and show how things have changed and evolved over the course of time. So they interviewed like comedians and athletes and actors and, you know, people who you know, on some, you know, level were like traditional, like masculine stereotypes. Right. And, but some of the issue that I had with it was that, you know, in the section where it was talking about the makeup, it's like they only talk to musicians. Like Billy Idol has been wearing makeup since. Right. But he, forever, no. and I think he's wearing makeup as a part of his stage yeah, performance and costumes, yeah. as well as maybe some of his public persona, mm-hmm. like when he's out at award shows and yeah. such. And then they also featured like models, who you know they wear makeup, but they didn't have like an athlete wearing makeup, or they didn't have. Right, but I think that's the antithesis of what athleticism and masculinity represent. But to have makeup on a model. Is pretty much Standard. a cop out, yeah. Right, and like, is that really challenging the is boundaries chal- yeah. of what masculinity is? Yeah, they should have interviewed Tom Ford because he has a whole line of men's makeup. It's really just based on more so skincare and stuff like that. But that's not makeup. Though. But but I mean, he but he also has some colors and stuff in terms mm-hmm. of like eye makeup. But he has revolutionized lipsticks for men and stuff like that in terms of introducing color mm-hmm. and things that are not just skin product. Okay, but I'll never forget one time I was at the um. Uh, Capital Grill with my girlfriend, and we was having a uh, um a dinner, and the waiter had really really good makeup. And my girlfriend Nirav will know this story. <laughs> she asked us um the waiter. She said, "Excuse mm-hmm. me, what is your skin regime?" Mm-hmm. And he said, "Max Studio Factor 350." <laughs> but I mean, a lot of men do wear makeup, and I'm noticing it more and more. Yeah, and just, more than just eyeliner. Yeah, that's that was a lot of it too. Because in the makeup section. It was like the guy would only have on eyeliner mm-hmm. or he would have on like not a new. It would be like chapstick, basically, or like clear um, or not clear, but like I wouldn't even say it was foundation. It was like right. a moisturizer. Well, they could have focused a lot on some of the male uh, makeup tutorial YouTube people because there's a lot of men who like um, James Charles, like James Charles. Or, uh, I mean, the most, Jeffree though. Star's a racist. Okay. And then the only, um, so do you know Kevin Love? No. So he's like um, a basketball player. 
little cute white boy. Oh, he's cute. He looks tall. Yeah, he's he's, <laughs> he's a basketball player, and so he plays for the key, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers mm-hmm. um, with like Lebron, LeBron, and so he actually has a line of clothes at Banana Republic, and so they have him for the fashion section. But I mean, fashions is <laughs> basic. I mean, he's wearing a sweater and a camel coat, so it's like. They kind of missed the mark a little bit on the intentions of it, but you know, tens for them for bringing a little uh, bit of are, awareness. Are we doing tens already? Well, they can get a they can get a ten for that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but I'm still waiting for the body issue. Oh, the of ball. ESPN. But the they ball. got rid of. I think they got rid of it though. Really? Yeah, because all they were showing was like legs and and butt. Well, that's all they're going to show. <laughs> I mean, you got to go to uh, an adult magazine to get more than yeah, that. Yeah, they come in plastic. Right, right. <laughs> Nasty. I know. My bad. Well, speaking of masculinity, <laughs> Wendy Williams got oh, her stall on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, is so, that know, that, that comment could be perceived as transphobic. Ooh. It's not. But, I mean, whatever. We are a funny show. Yeah. But I'm so proud of Wendy, Aunt Wendy. I am not. So, it looked like she had just fallen down. <laughs> I thought she would like high on cocaine <laughs> and she fell out. Oh my god, her her, her dress was cute with the stars. Mm. It was a bit literal. Yeah, that wig was heavy though. It was. Yeah. It was a little heavy. But but I mean, what you get a what you get a star for? Television. Mm, okay. I thought that she should have gotten it for radio, radio because that's how I know her. Mm-hmm. To me. I mean, she's been in she television for, for 10, she does, <laughs> <laughs> but she has been in television now for 10 years, which is a feat. Yeah. She still has not won an Emmy though. And she she's won't. So <laughs> she won't. Cause I feel like she's blacklisted somewhere well... within Hollywood or within, within the, within the New York television market. I don't think so. Like, what is she bringing to the market? True. It doesn't seem Emmy worthy. Not yeah. Like, it's a little no. lowbrow, but is. we love it. And she has the ratings. They're there. But for me, the show hasn't really been innovative in its 10 years. But yes, good job, Wendy. We're so proud of you. So speaking of being proud, that takes us to our next category. I am very proud of my countrymen. Oh, bitch. And women, my country people. English now. You know, I'm like 1.2% British. Or is it 2.1? I forget. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) From my 23 of me. So the people of the United Kingdom have kicked Chick-fil-A out of the country. So the first Chick-fil-A restaurant was scheduled to open in Reading, UK, which is about an hour west of London. Chick-fil-A has a history of not being inclusive of the lgbt population right um justin still eats his hate nuggets i surely do i'm sorry uh, hate me if you wanna because mm-hmm. you support that organization but yeah so they were supposed to open it was only going to be a six-month trial per- period okay. for the country they opened on october 10th after eight days of protests and not riots but you know because they're, they're calm over there in the UK. Chick-fil-A decided that they weren't going to renew the contract after it's over in six months. I mean, you know, I'm conflicted because morally I feel like, you know, I don't, I purposely do not get that much information on Chick-fil-A's practices because it's wow. like, the more you know, it's like, it's like willful ignorance. Mm-hmm. But the chicken is so good. It ain't that good. It ain't that good, right? But I'm not going to sit here and a lot of people and act like I don't eat the Chick-fil-A. Because mm. I do. You do, all the time. But again, to me, if we stop 
to, uh, the, uh, to what point does it end? Like, because there's so many companies out here who support anti-LGBT causes or anti-Black causes. If we boycott everybody, where are we going to shop? I mean, Home Depot supports anti-LGBT causes. And all gays buy, be at Home Where I'm going to buy my, my hammer. <laughs> you know? I'm trying to get nailed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but still... It's the thing of not knowing, because like when um, the Equinox thing, people just didn't know that that guy was supporting Trump. Right. So when you know, you should. When you know better, you, know better, you should you do, do better. better. And so you know that Chick Fil A has this stance, but you support them anyway. Well, we need a better chicken purveyor to provide okay, the KFC. Ch- not child. <laughs> Get shot up. Let's be honest. What KFC's chicken's not that great. I have not had either in. And over it's about a the chicken sandwich. It's the chicken sandwich. <laughs> Popeyes. Popeyes. They don't sell the chicken sandwich no more. It's coming back. Is it? Allegedly. They had to re up on their chickens. Yeah, or the buns or something. Well, we're proud of you, UK. You know, you have bad drag queens, and you don't take no bullshit when it comes to anti-LGBT policies and practices. Yeah, we support that. It was the same way in Toronto too. Really? They had, yeah, they oh, had. Oh, Canada's not having that at yeah. all. So they um, had their protest too. I don't think they shut it down, but I could be wrong. But I know they were protesting hard. I've never seen a Chick Fil A in Canada. Now that you think about no, it, no, the first one opened in September. Oh, okay. of this year. Okay, yeah. so yeah. Well, speaking of someone who's lived in Canada and who now lives in the United Kingdom in a very very special home with a very very special family, <laughs> our favorite, the Duchess. Uh, recently, there's a documentary that was being filmed following her and Harry's tour through Africa, and on the tour, there was a reporter. I think his last name was. Branberry or Branbay, it doesn't matter. But now there's all these clips going through social media of her having a really honest and vulnerable mm-hmm. conversation with him about how, you know, being pregnant, being in the spotlight, under the pressure, um, and the scrutiny has really gotten to her. And how no one asked her if she was okay and how she was doing. Yeah. And that it's been a lot. And for me, it was just such an earnest moment. Ernest, did I use that word right? So the name of the documentary is Harry and Meghan, an African Journey. It's aired on ITV on Sunday night. So their friend Tom Bradby, who is um, a journalist, he interviewed them at several points during their tour in Africa. Um, and it was just, I didn't watch the whole, the whole thing. I only saw like clips of it, but I'm going to watch um, probably when I leave tonight. But it was just... The one clip that they keep playing over and over right. is when she's in that trench coat um, dress. And she's um, saying that, you know, to, to Tom, she's like, thanks for asking if I'm okay. Because not many people have asked if I'm okay, right. like, throughout this whole ordeal. But towards the end, and, like, she kind of says that she hasn't been okay, right? Well, he, he asked, he asked, was it fair to say that she's not doing okay? Right. And she said, yeah, yes. because, you know, do, you know, during this whole process where... Um, just the tabloids had just been attacking her like day after day, like she couldn't do anything right, you know. And so she was pregnant during a lot of this. They were like, um, they're alleging that they were hacking into their phones and their voicemails, and then the whole thing where her father would leak, um, that personal letter that she wrote to him. Right. And oh, just, the father leaked it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
Wow. And, you know, they, the media just attacked her left and right. Like she can't do anything wow. without, you know, the tabloids making just intense scrutiny. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, it's kind of beyond scrutiny at this point because right. it's like they'll try to find anything to damage her and her mm-hmm. reputation. And, you know, she said that, you know, she's living this time in her life where she thought it would be happy. And, you know, she was getting engaged, planning a wedding, getting married, you know, moving to a new country, getting pregnant, having a baby. Like, yeah. And, you know, she, she, she said she never thought it would be easy, but she thought that it would be fair. Right. And it just hasn't been fair to her. And it just, sure. it, it's sad because you could kind of see like in her eyes, like, no, she's not okay. But I wonder if maybe she downplayed the extent to which she would receive such scrutiny no, you I, know, because I mean, at the end of the day, like she didn't expect maybe because of the, the privilege she might have enjoyed here in North America, she wasn't expecting it to be ridiculed as a black woman at that extent in the international well, media. And also, the British tabloids are a lot different than oh, they're harsh than the UK, the US tabloids. And you know, she said that we keep it cute her, here. Well, yeah, we do, but <laughs> in the UK, they just go for it and they don't care. And, you know, the laws are a little bit different also. But she said that um, her British friends warned her, like, hey, you might not want to marry him. Really? Because the press is going to eat you alive. I saw something like that, but I thought mm-hmm. it was clickbait, so I didn't click no, on it. No, it was. And we're seeing it. We're seeing it happen. She can, you know, make it through. You know, it might be a tough time for her, but, mm-hmm. you know, tough is temporary. She's, she's, she'll be fine. I hope. Um, well, I just don't, don't want just, them, you know, to write off. Oh, she'll be fine. She'll be, you know, she'll be okay. That downplays. That does. It's the struggle. Yeah. Do I think she'll be fine? Absolutely. Well, I just don't know what else but to say. Now it's at a point where something has to change, and something to avoid the outcomes that happened twenty-two years ago. Right. Something has to change, and. Yeah, the media is at fault because they are printing, you know, these scandalous stories. And like you said, everything is clickbait these days. But then we also have to change as a people because people still click on it. People still believe it. People still, you know, want to know the hot, Mm -hmm. juicy gossip. And they would rather see something salacious and scandalous. And we have to stop feeding into it. Like, Mm -hmm. And they're trying to, you know, use this headline to get you to click because they get paid because that's how they get paid right you have to think like she's a real person not just a click right you know she has human feelings and human emotions and you know she's out here trying to do the best that she can and yes her circumstances are a lot different than ours but you know we live in that hater society where people are oh well she should expect x y and z because she signed up for this life she didn't sign up for that it's unfortunate yeah well, our prayers are with you, Duchess. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Well, hopping back over the pond to the U.S. mess, Miley Cyrus uh, caused some controversy on an Instagram Live post where, um, if you don't know, Miley Cyrus used to be Hannah Montana of Disney fame. She used to be. <laughs> and she used to sing that song. That song was cute. I did like Party in the USA. Oh, God. <laughs> but um, she is now uh, said that she's uh, pansexual and gender fluid. She divorced her uh, husband and boyfriend of 10 years 
Liam. Uh, Liam Hemsworth. They just got married, too. They just got married, right? Mm-hmm. After 10 years together, like, mm-hmm. they just get married and then quickly divorce. Yeah. And then she had, after she, I don't think she finalized a divorce with him, and she was dating in a pretty publicized relationship. Uh, reality TV star, I don't know her name. I mean, I know her name, but I don't know from what show or what fame. Her name's Caitlin Carter. She was the quote-unquote wife of Brody Jenner. And they, from the hills yeah oh my they god they didn't get officially married because this was the whole this was brody's whole storyline on the new heels that came on heels <laughs> <My bad. laughs> um, what do they call it the hills, the hills something oh okay the new one the but anyway rebooted. yeah so his um storyline was how caitlin jenner did not come to the carter. wedding huh carter caitlin jenner's a totally different person Oh, no, wait, that's his Caitlin daddy. Is, I'm, his yeah, mama. I'm sorry. Yeah, Woo, sorry. <laughs> so Caitlyn didn't come to the wedding. Wait, but did it Caitlyn wasn't name even, herself after his Caitlyn? No, but it wasn't a real wedding. So oh. that's probably why Caitlyn didn't go. Well, Miley Cyrus has since broken up with Caitlyn Carter and is now dating a model and singer by the name of Cody Simpson. And she went... Jessica Simpson's little brother? Is it? No, I'm kidding. He's Australian. <laughs> Oh, okay. Why does she like all these Australians? Wasn't the Hemsworth Australian? Yeah. Maybe it's the accent. Probably. Cody was on Dancing with the Stars. That's how I know him. Okay. Yeah. But he had to have been a star to qualify for Dancing with the Stars. They use that right? term very easily. <laughs> uh, but she went on Instagram Live and she felt like she had to let women know that you don't have to be gay because there are good men out here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess she felt, she felt compelled to be gay because I guess things went south with Liam Hemsworth, but now she found her another good Australian man, and she said, I'm off the puss. Miley is a mess. She is a mess. She's really erratic. Mm. It's the drugs. Oh, Not the wrecking ball. (laughs) The eight ball. She doing eight balls. (laughs) Girl. Yeah, she's a little off her rocker. The motherfuckers tried to kill me. Remember she said that? No, I don't. She, got, she came under, like, a lot of scrutiny, though, for this comment. Yeah. But, I mean... But maybe that's just, her truth. Maybe, I mean... Because you hear well, women say all the time, like, mm-hmm. there's some other men. They're just going to go get with a woman. There's some truth to that. You know? I've heard that people say that before. I've been so off, man. I thought about getting with a woman. <laughs> okay. But that's that, Miley. Just watch what you say next time, girl. Yeah, you got the, you know, girl. hit pause. Put that joint down. All right. Whatever well, that wraps up our categories for the week. We want to get into the next segment of the show. So this week we have a listener letter. So high category is I am a 28-year-old gay male from St. Louis. A few episodes ago, you spoke about forgiveness and being hesitant to offer immediate forgiveness in certain situations. Okay. This topic struck me because I was confronted with a similar situation at my 10-year high school reunion. One of the popular kids who you who consistently tormented and ridiculed me, approached me and wanted to apologize for the way he treated me back in high school. Mm -hmm. When he asked me if I would accept his apology, I said no. Okay. He could not understand why I would not accept his apology, but I just felt like offering him forgiveness would not be true to everything that happened in the past and how I felt. What are your thoughts? I will be questioning the authenticity of this individual's apology in the first place. Why? Because I think if you give an apology, you should give it from the heart. And it's not a quid pro quo. It's not like, you know, a, a this well, or that. Me, but no, he said, but do you accept my apology? Right? Yeah. 
so my thing is you have to give an apology and be prepared for it not to be accepted. You shouldn't give an apology with the anticipation or with the expectation that the person will accept it. Okay. But that's an expectation. Huh? That's an expectation. I don't think that it should be. But it is. But it shouldn't be. That's what I'm saying. Because my thing is, is like that you don't give a compliment expecting one back, do you? <laughs> people do that all the time. Really? Yes. Oh no, then you're giving Girl, a compliment for the you wrong know reason. Do that. Don't act so. But, but you should be giving, but you should be giving it from the heart. But also for the person who wrote the letter, I think that, you know, did you not accept his apology because you wanted to get back at him? Like what was the motivation for not accepting the apology? He said he just didn't feel that it was a that that he wanted to or that it was appropriate, right? Mm-hmm. But if you had, then that's valid reason not to accept an apology. But if you have grown, if you're past that point, because mm-hmm. I've had people come up to me and apologize for things that I forgot that they even did to me, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, okay, well, sure, like, got because I've I've moved and I've grown past that point. Okay, but if he's still dealing with it and he doesn't want to accept the apology, he's well within his right not to. Um, okay. I see your point a little bit, but I do think that when people apologize, they are expecting you to accept it. Okay. Because, you know, someone has to build up the courage, for lack of a better word, to ask for that forgiveness because you're being vulnerable in that moment to say... Wait, is an apology asking for forgiveness? Yes. Oh, well, absolutely not. Because if you say, if I stepped on your foot and I say, I'm sorry. Okay. Then most people say, oh, no, it's okay. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Right. But when you deal with bullying or how someone made you feel or how someone treated you, then I think that the, the person on the receiving end of that internalizes it a lot more than... Sometimes the person who's committing those actions. Right. It's tough because, you know, it is reunion season (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) And, you know, a lot of people are going back for homecoming and going back for, you know, different um, things at their high school. And, yeah, people are different. Right. You know, when they were in high school, they you're 16, 17, 18 years old. And now, you know, you also the times were different and the times were different. But. Most importantly, you're just not emotionally mature at that age. And so, yes, people do act out and people do, you know, treat people who are different a certain way. On the one hand, the guy asking for forgiveness, he may have grown. He may have matured. He may not be that same person that he was 10 years ago. But also to expect an apology or expect um, an acceptance and um, an absolution of all of that, maybe, you know, the person who wrote this letter hasn't gotten over that yet uh-huh. because no matter how much time has passed, you know, you, you'll never forget. You might forget what people um, say to you, but you never forget how they made you feel. Right. And I think he's justified in not accepting the apology. And it's not about like holding grudges. It's not about holding on to the pain and re traumatizing and re victimizing yourself or you know, all these other things that people say it is, it's just that you'll never forget how 
that person made you feel. Right. And also, you just have to realize that that was high school. Like, you need to just be beyond That's that. That's true. Because... I, I do see that point. Like, at high school, like, if you're still holding on to something from mm-hmm. 10 years in high school, I'm also questioning, like, your growth. Well, not I really. Mean, not really. Because one time, <laughs> this girl made fun of my shirt in the fourth grade. And I will never forget because I love this shirt. And I never <laughs> spoke to that bitch ever again. And she will message me on Facebook. And she'll send me stuff on Instagram. And I'm like, girl, block. Ugh. And it's not about holding on to grudges. It's like, like, bitch. Fuck you. Basically. I get it. This, this is precisely <laughs> the reason I did not go to my 10-year my ten high school. I, yeah. Well, I went to my 10, um, but it was a mess, and I'm not going to go into that. Ooh. But I'll never <laughs> go back to another reunion. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Everyone grows at different rates. Everyone matures at different, right. um, in different times. And, you know, you're well within your right to not accept his apology. Agreed. Because I wouldn't either. Well, let's move into the next segment of the show. It is time for I, I said, said what, what I said. said. So my I said what I said this week's going to be really, really brief. And <laughs> we've what? Yours is never brief. Stop. <laughs> I'm going to practice brevity mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Maurice has been very, very vocal about how he is not here for the reboot. I'm kind of yeah. enjoying the reboot moments because I felt like we grew up in a classic era of great... Uh, television and entertainment and movies and film and music and why not reboot it for the nostalgia but uh, this is one reboot I am not here for I saw the little song that Ariana Grande and the Miley Cyrus (laughs) who we talked about earlier and the Lana Del Rey did uh this new I'm high on an eight ball group of three girls singing the new Charlie's Angel song is horrible I did see it with the Ariana she was the only one that had a bit of energy the other girls just looked you know like junkies mm. and, and drugged out. So I hated the song. Then I saw the preview for the new Charlie's Angels and I'm over it. It has that girl from the Wolf movies. What's oh, her name? Kristen Stewart. Yeah. And it has some black chick and it has the uh the the wannabe Arab chick that was in Aladdin. <laughs> That's her? Yeah. Oh, I thought Naomi she was Scott or something. Uh-huh. I'm just upset that she and- shares the namesake with the one and only. Is produced, I think, by Elizabeth Banks. Who's that? So she was in The Hunger Games. She was, um, that's not the same person as the other girl, Kristen Stewart. No, oh no, Kristen Stewart was in that's the Jennifer Lawrence. They all the same. I can't keep up. So after previewing the trailer for the new Charlie's Angels reboot, I was just not enthused. It seems really reductive, it seems overdone. These new girls just don't seem to hold a candle to Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu, and Drew Barrymore. They don't have that spunk, that energy. Even the girls who sung the song can't hold a candle to Destiny's Child. Like, Independent Woman oh, was an anthem. You know, and, and the song still sounds good today. You know? Like, to me, it's just, this is a reboot I'm not here for. I'm not featuring it. I will not spend my money to see it. I hope that it flops. It just does not look good. And I think that, you know... This is a reboot that we didn't need, or at least we didn't need with three with these three girls. I actually thought the the trailer was hot. I watched it with the sound off, so I don't know what they were saying. <laughs> <laughs> but like the explosions and the car chases looked hot. Yeah, but I don't believe that these girls are doing it because they just well, look like they're high on Vicodin or something. <laughs> I mean, they're just so Foxy. like dopey. Well, I mean, they gave what they could. Well, I'm not featuring it. Well. And I said what I said. They got paid. So my I said what I said this week is 
something that I'm not featuring right now either. So a few episodes ago, we had our two-part series on HIV prevention and the use of PrEP, which is pre-exposure prophylaxis. Right. It's a daily pill you can take to prevent the transmission of HIV. And so some rapper, his name is Frank Ocean. <laughs> Stop that. What? Some rapper, his name is Frank Ocean. Don't do that. He's a vocalist as well. Frank Ocean is amazing. I've never heard this person. Are you serious? Sing or Where have you been for like the past eight years? Listening to someone with talent. Ooh. Um. So stop. <laughs> Mr. Ocean had a an invite only party that he said was going to bring awareness to prep and the HIV epidemic. Um, I think we're aware. <laughs> 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 the way these gays be. <laughs> so he called the event prep positive and it was allegedly to promote the use of prep and bring awareness to, to, <laughs> to so the fact that prep exists. Yeah. Darling, go so, on any gay app and you'll find out that the, the gays are very aware. They're very knowledgeable. <laughs> They're eating these, 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 these pills like candies. Ooh, stop. So, yeah. So, the major critique coming from this is that... Well, that's a good thing. What? That, you know, people are availing themselves of these, these drugs oh. and these medications. Yeah. So, the major critique from this um, event that he was having was that, one, he was launching two, C- <laughs> two singles, and he was selling t-shirts that say prep in some ugly-ass font. Oh, and yeah, the t-shirts, t-shirts the cardboard. It's like yeah. when you go to like the kiosk at the mall and the yeah. guy does the airbrushing and, just and the those bubble letters. letters. Yeah. So the shirts the are $60. T-shirts. Yeah, the shirts are $60 Ooh. each. He provided no information about prep. He had no educational awareness activities at this event. He had no community organizers. He so had it's no exploitative. Yeah. He had no um no sexual education, no prep na- navigators and no one who could provide any education or knowledge about what prep does for the community. Wow. So I don't know, Mr. Ocean, what you were trying to do aside from launch these CDs. And so what I have a problem with is that I do think that anytime, you know, any kind of awareness activity is um, co co um, branded with, and I'm launching a mixtape right. and I'm launching a CD and my new single comes out, you know, mm-hmm. on Friday. Are you there for the message? Like, were you there for prep? Are you there for the community? Right. It seems as though, like, when, what, is, what are his intentions? To make money. I don't see it for you, Mr. Ocean. You need to go back to whatever <laughs> you were trying to do. Because the um, I also read that the party was not very gay, okay. number one. And it was overwhelmingly white. Really? Yes. That's interesting. Well, looking at Mr. Ocean, I am not surprised. Why would you? Why not? I? Mm, nothing. Ooh, and I no, said oh, ah, what I elaboration. said. No, oh, man, it, I'm done. I said what I said. That's closed. Yes. All right. Moving on to our final category of the night. It is time for tens, 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 tens across the board. board. So my tens this week is going to J.P. Morgan Chase. What? Yes. Okay. So J.P. Morgan announced that they are going to give people with criminal backgrounds a second chance at getting a job. Ooh, yes, God. So the bank said that they want to broaden their pool of potential 
employees and they are willing to hire people who have criminal records. So they said they want to remove the barriers of entry for people who are who have been incarcerated, which roughly affects about 5 million people in the country. I don't know if y'all want to move y'all accounts from JP Morgan because you're about to get boosted. Yes. And all kinds of fraud activity. It's about to be set it off and dead presidents up in there. Okay. But good for them. Stop that. Them. No, these people are reformed. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay. good. We have new criminal justice reform. Mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian be on board for that. Yes. So tens for you, JP Morgan. They hiring. My tens this week is actually very um opposite of what I do. Usually I'm always ragging on social media, but this week I'm giving my tens to all the supportive people on Twitter who have come to offer words of encouragement and support and to stand in solidarity with the Duchess after she uh, gave that interview regarding uh, on, while on tour in Africa. Uh, I think that the internet can be used for a lot of good things. And I think that like Maurice said earlier in the show, that if we kind of can just change the conversation and show support and show um, a shift in the collective consciousness of how we support one another, that's what changes culture. And that's what changes, uh, you know, the world meaningfully and has real impact on people. So my tendency to be goes to the internet, supporting a sister and helping her out when she felt like the world was coming at her neck. So tens internet, thank you for doing good this week. Hashtag we love you, Megan. Yes. All right, guys. Well, that's our show for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Category Is. Be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all things social media at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at CategoryIsPod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at CategoryIsPod.com.